All right, here we are on Wednesday, August 16th, 2006. We don't have a theme song, but this is the Fanboy Planet podcast. Uh, this is Editor-in-Chief Derek McCaw. Uh, to my left, now that you can see this, is Lon Lopez, who thinks he's from moreonlife.com. But, but the more we bring him in here, the more he has to admit he's actually Fanboy Planet. I'm a fanboy. And over, <laughs> over to his left <laughs> is, uh, on the other left there, for the left, is Mario Anima. There's going. There we go. So we're the three. And uh, so uh, we're broadcasting live from Fanboy Planet Comics, the uh, store in Santa Clara. That's 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105, Santa Clara, California. Phone number 408-244-2683. Those are for our iPod friends. Uh, 408-244-2683. And uh, so it's let's the only place it's, I buy comics. That's right. Welcome to your world, <laughs> fanboy planet. There yeah. we go. So yeah. let's uh, open the table up as you can hear some uh, business actually happening in the background. Uh, this place is always busy every time I come in here. It's, right, just, come into the, the it's the hip place to buy comics. Yes, yes. So, uh, so there we go. Let's open the floor up to uh, comics issues this week. Uh, you guys haven't had a chance to read your books. But some books in, um, but essentially they were the, the same ones I talked about last time, but uh, I'll try to switch it up a little bit since it's staring right at me. I got the newest uh, Daredevil. Um, I don't know how much we can, we don't want to give any spoilers away, or what's our, our policy of uh, well, you discussing? Know, um, so far no one's written in, so oh. go ahead, you know. It's, uh, okay, well, okay. Um, when you cross the line, you're a part of moron life. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Excellent. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, either of you guys Daredevil readers? Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Here's my. I, can I go off on a little tangent I have with Daredevil? Uh, all right. Go off. First of all, it's very well written. I love the direction this by Ed Brubaker, and uh, it's it's very compelling. However, I'm a I'm a little bummed because I don't just I'm going to take you guys way back before right before Bendis jumped on. There was a story arc I think done by Bob Gale. I think he wrote like Back in the Future. Was that yeah, Gale? yeah, Bob Gale who yeah. wrote the Back in the Future movies, the Jester storyline. Yeah, it? and that storyline dealt with Murdoch's identity, and it ended with some guy coming in and going. No, I'm Daredevil. And he was this imposter guy, and uh, it was Denzel Washington, wasn't it? It was definitely a, a, a not a famous uh, actor, but it was just some goof, and they and they wrote it off, and it was some guy pretending he was going to be Daredevil, and it saved the whole court case where Matt Murdock's identity was not whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, two months later, Bendis takes over, and it's all about. Murdoch's identity is all over again. So, yeah, so when this imposter Daredevil started showing up in the in the new run with uh, is it Brubaker? and I was sitting there. I was crossing my fingers, going, "That would be so cool if they made the imposter Daredevil that one guy from the old art. Wouldn't that be awesome?" But they let me down again and made it somebody who it actually was very possible and who. And yet who managed to never use his power until it was uh, dramatically correct for him to accidentally lose focus and use his real power right. and betray his ah, identity. The opportune time to mm-hmm. reveal. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so. It's an amazing, you know, he's got amazing resolve to withhold that just for a mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, it was Iron Eyes Cody, the uh, ancient uh, Indian chief who was in the uh, God Bless America, Keep America Beautiful commercials. Uh, oh, that was horrible of me to <laughs> go there. 
Um, who wasn't a Native American at all? Turns out he was Italian. So it all goes well, back around all, to Hell's Kitchen. So a little Native American in us. There we go. <laughs> So, uh, Daredevil. There's the Daredevil ranch for the week. Fantastic. Uh, yes, uh, you, you know, uh, one thing that I, I read on my little sojourn, and I have to admit, I, I bought at a different store because I was down in L.A. for a while. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, was the Oz Wonderland Chronicles. Uh, yeah, I was suckered in by a Phil Noto cover because I will buy anything with Phil Noto art on it. I just love his, I love his work. And uh, this was one, like, last... It was a year, year and a half ago, they released a preview special with a Greg Horn cover, which, by the way, is also a weakness uh, of most fanboys. Slap Greg Horn. Uh, yes. You know, on the outside chance that someone out there exists that looks like someone that Greg Horn would draw, people buy those covers. Uh, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, yes, I uh, know, no, I've looked in, his, I've looked in his book, The Art of Greg Horn, and his models do look how, like how he draws them. And it's, uh, <laughs> it makes me weep. Uh, but, he draws uh, hot chicks. Uh, all right, thanks, Lon. Unless you constantly drag us down. <laughs> that was Lon Lopez of moronlife.com. Just all right. for the people that don't Anyways, know. Anyway, so, so the Oz Wonderland Chronicles has Alice and Dorothy as roommates in middle America as adult, young adults, and then uh, something's bleeding through. It was an interesting little thing, and I, what I really liked in this time of strange scheduling and, and delays, which we'll get to delays, big Ooh, one this nice. week, uh, is that this the company? Uh, I can't remember the publishing company. It was something about toys. It's actually a toy a toy website. They were honest enough to admit that they can only get one issue out every six months. So you know, I feel very good yeah, about like yeah. I know in advance that I have to wait six months. I, I can I can be cool with that. Seven months I'll be pissed, but yeah. Uh, yeah. but six months I'll be okay. So uh, which I think is a good segue into the biggest news this week in <laughs> comics. That uh, the art is delayed on Civil War number five, or is it Civil War number four? I've lost track of how many issues came. Okay, yeah, four. Because three did come out. Civil War number four, the art is delayed, which means that the book that was supposed to come out in mid September is now coming out in mid October. Now, we can normally wait for that, except. This is what happens when a summer the the big crossover uh, the wheels fall off the wagon here. Every single book that ties into that that issue is now also delayed because Marvel is paranoid about any spoilers getting released ahead of time after they've accidentally did that with the Thunderbolts where Peter Parker unmasked they put in a retailer preview pack issue of Thunderbolts that ends with them watching Peter Parker unmasking on TV a week before they'd actually released the comic. And so now, uh, fandom is kind of in an uproar. I mean, I can understand that, you know, sometimes these things happen. Artists get delayed, uh, you know, things come up, uh, personal issues, whatever, but they didn't have anything in plan. And this hasn't just knocked one book off, though. It's it's half their line. It's all the Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Uh, what, what's Marvel going to do for money? I mean, <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, Joe Casada is going to stoop to appearing in Kevin Smith films again. I guess oh, uh, that's uh, you know I I don't know, but oh poor Marvel! You have oh, what's Marvel going to do for money? Um, I I don't know because you know is they. Ghost Rider getting uh, yeah. So now Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider will be Ghost Rider is going to be uh, yeah. Ghost Rider the comic book will be coming out weekly, uh, but in in four page increments. Uh, so they're hoping that maybe because uh, people are so clamoring for that Nick Cage adaptation. Release every page that 
not tie in to it. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the Civil War cut later that actually crosses over. Okay, very interesting. It's the Jean-Luc Godard of comic series, you know? Oh, fantastic. Marvel New Wave. We got the Marvel New Wave. Yes. Yes. Marvel New Wave. So now we're recording. Excellent. We had some technical difficulties, thanks to Steve. And his Steve. <laughs> Mrs. O'Leary's cow. <laughs> Mrs. O'Leary's cow. <laughs> Steve O'Leary. There we go. Um, but anyway, we were talking uh, there about the Civil War delay, which then filled me with terror this afternoon. That you know, or maybe DC is okay with the way they've handled Fifty Two, because as I was reading today's Fifty Two with Supernova and Booster Gold and so forth, and realizing that no other DC book has actually referred to Supernova or Booster Gold or Elongated Man or anything. So even if 52 something goes off the track in this yeah. terribly daring experiment, um, so what if 52 was delayed a week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd save 250 that week, but but other than that, it it, it wouldn't we wouldn't feel the repercussions for another eight months or so. Well, it, I, I could be wrong, but I think back at one of the things that was brought up was that they designed it to stand alone and specifically didn't write certain characters into the one year later arcs uh, in case anything did get derailed. But uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I'm pretty sure they mentioned that. Okay. Do we yeah, have a response from Marvel yet? Has, 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 has well, uh, Marvel they... admitted this. They did not. Uh, they admitted it to Newsarama. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think other sites have picked it up. Uh, I, I did not because they did not actually send me a direct um, Press release. Oh no, no, it's all right. Uh, Joe Q and I broke. No, we didn't well, break bread. We didn't really break bread, street? but I, I did play uh, the ultimate uh, video game, whatever it is. Ultimate. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So and again, audition to be Namor. Uh, Lon was there. So. Um, yeah. Anyway. I did enjoy the flash footage. Oh, okay, good. So what's the word on the street? Is everybody who's walked into the store today that we've mentioned? Oh, by the by the way, civil war is delayed. It's like what? Yeah, you know, yeah. so uh, maybe we could. Do you guys have a fan forum on on those sites? We do. We do have forums, and I would absolutely encourage you, if you are a real person and not a spammer trying to get me to go to your porn site, to please register. Uh, actually, it's very little registration. Create create yourself an identity and come onto the forums and and talk about it. Uh, and, and show some concern. We um, want to know how you feel absolutely. about Civil War being delayed. We do, we do. Uh, the other big news today for some people has been, or the book that people are talking about most when they come in here, is The Boys, DC's, well, actually Wildstorm's uh, new book from Garth Ennis, in which Garth Ennis claimed he was going to out-preacher preacher. preacher. Uh, mm. So some people are very afraid, you know, Garth Ennis is kind of becoming a parody of himself. Have either of you guys had a chance I to look not, through this at all? No, Steve has. If he could uh, finish chewing that bite of sandwich, maybe he could, we could uh, jump ahead and bring, oh, he's like a dog. We put peanut butter in his mouth, and there he is just <laughs> chewing and chewing and chewing. Got milk? All right, so, uh, you know, Steve did have a chance to lead through it today, and I know Andy, uh, who is not here right now, had a very strong reaction to it as well. Uh, I read it and thought uh, that some of it was interesting, but it seemed to lack a moral center that, that Preacher actually did have, even though Preacher's over the top and some wild things going on, uh, it had a base morality to it, and the boys doesn't seem to have that yet, except for this character that is so clearly Derek Robertson and Garth Ennis uh, baiting Simon Pegg to please appear in uh, their <laughs> in their film adaptation of The Boys. If you've looked at the cover, anybody wants to look, look at that cover. It is so obviously Simon is there, Pegg. Is there a copy? Uh, 
It's over on the, the new releases shelf, which is in the back of the store. If you come to Fanboy Planet Comics, you can head to the back of the store and can find each week's new releases. They're under a big sign that says, New Releases, we'll next a, to the Alex Ross Green Lantern poster. Can we get a quick uh, synopsis of what The Boys is about? The Boys is about a government opera black ops team whose job it is to put down super or superhuman activity. So sort of a flip side to what's going on in Marvel's Civil War. Uh, it is, yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, Mario just picked yeah. up the cover and pointed at it and went, yeah, that's Simon yeah. Pegg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so they're organizing the team that, uh, that basically they're not, sh- I think he's creating his own superheroes for this, but this is something like, you know, they even made an, an, a, a reference to exactly how many superheroes there were, which I thought was a, a definite shot at Marvel with the 198 and, how many people are registered? This is a, there's like twenty thousand supers, and you only have ninety five percent of them cataloged. I'm here to take care of the other five percent, and uh, but it's it's I mean great art by Derek Robertson, but yeah, it's, it's but it's an ugly it's an ugly story. It's a really really ugly story. As uh, yeah, I, as he turned to the page, which is I believe the tribute to uh, Brian Michael Bendis's uh, uh, alias, because yeah, you know yeah, that when yeah. and Jennifer, you know. Got it. She got it only one way. She took it only one way, and that's the way it you takes. Jessica. Jessica, Jessica, not Jennifer. I'm sorry. It's just I, I, I prefer she Hulk over Jessica. Sorry. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's my own little issue. Uh, totally. Come on. I'm a boy raised on Star Trek. You bet the green chicks are the hottest ones. Uh, so anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's that's been the one. Steve, you want to step forward and offer your opinion, or have I covered everything for you? Yeah. In, in the book, he's trying to be a little too uh, too over the top, I think. Yeah, offensive for offensiveness' sake, yeah, and yeah, rather than story sake. And does it have legs? Well, it, it's it's not Hard a bad it's not a bad concept. It's really good art, but I think he spent too much of this first issue being offensive and not enough of it actually moving his story forward. Well, just leafing through it, you get that. I mean, it. it it reeks of it. I mean, it just, it, it looks to me like it's just nothing but page after page of aggression and, mm-hmm. you know, violence for the sake of being, you know, just almost didactic, really. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it but seems, who knows, maybe it's going somewhere. That seems like what he's trying to do is to make this, his main character just, uh, just a real bad, yeah. evil mm-hmm. bastard. I mean, that's Right, and beginning that one of the reasons that we kept going back to Preacher was that at its heart, no matter how foul-mouthed or how bad things were for Jesse Custer. Jesse did have a morality, a very, a very strong sense of good receival, a moral code, and you know how things should be treated. And this is you can only be a member of the boys if you hate superheroes with all your heart. And uh, it, it's weird to me. Garth Ennis and uh, Warren Ellis, I think, is doing kind of the same thing to me. And you can we can be controversial with it. You, you can argue this with uh, is it Next Wave, the Agents of Hate, these books that feel to me like these creators that got really popular. Doing really cool things with superheroes, now rebuking, by now rebuking yeah, that, yeah. and that somehow, well, you know, that's what you built your ability to 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 be listened to uh, upon, and now to turn your back on that and say it's becoming this cool thing to uh, rip on heroes. You know, I I I, I, I side so with you're the, saying there's a hero backlash. There's a hero so backlash with some of these guys. I mean, which drives me only further into Grant Morrison's, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> with his belief that Suckle away, you know, thank you, the superheroes <laughs> are you know the morality yeah. for the 21st century, 
And, uh, you know, I, I can hear that from Deepak Chopra, too. So there, there you go. Excellent bosom, by the way. Deepak Chopra, yeah. uh, or I do. Okay, no, thank no. you. Deepak Chopra. <laughs> okay. I was disappointed. Uh, Goodson, who could not be here tonight, uh, he works with someone from India who said that uh, Deepak Chopra's son, Gotham. Gotham isn't pronounced the way we think. So uh, I'm a little disappointed because I thought, wow. I wish I could name my child Gotham. <laughs> Wait, how many kids did you have? How many kids have I had? Yeah. Two. I mean, there's well, still hope. You, you had two chances. So I had two chances. Yeah. No, no, you don't. <laughs> then, never mind. <laughs> it, uh, and and with my son's predilection for giving me a daily uh, shot in the badoobies, uh, yeah, there won't, there's not many chances for three. Uh, I'm warning Mario, who's going to become a dad fairly soon, that, uh, yeah, after a year, they're really good at it. They're really good. <laughs> instinct, the instinct. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the whole Oedipus thing. You yeah, know, they, it just, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So uh, let's move on to a little, uh, back to a little Marvel news. Uh, last week, uh, last Friday, Marvel sort of not let slip, but it gave it a slate of their upcoming movies, and they'd hired Zach Penn to write a full-on Avengers film. Uh, because they've got this deal at Paramount, and I was thinking about this and realizing I think that every member of the Avengers that you'd want to use is under that Paramount yeah. banner because they pulled the Hulk back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they own the rights, and they from took that from Universal. Universal did the last little bit of their Hulk rights with uh, Tokyo Drift uh, because the Hulk's all over that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, not really, oh. but yeah, there's a, a kid drives a car that is tricked out to be the Hulk mobile, oh, no. or it has Actually, like a. Come on, don't ruin it for him. Seriously, yeah. the Hulk is one of the racers. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, because they thought, well, let's give Vin Diesel a little bit more of an articulate role <laughs> than he usually plays, so they gave him Hulk. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so they pulled Hulk two. So Hulk two will be with uh, Paramount, uh, yes. Louis Le Terrier. And uh, I probably mangled that name too. French, French. French. They, they don't listen. Sh- they, they, oh. That's true. They're not. And, yeah. and uh, well, what? They're gonna fight back. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> they're gonna do something nasty. Me like you know, not serve me fries. Okay. So um, and so they've got. Uh, are we speculating that is it? Do we think it's gonna be an ultimate type movie? He said he's he, that he's Zach Penn was excited by the ultimates. Now here's the problem. Zach Penn I, has been a writer of varying quality to me. He wrote a Houdini telefilm for TNT years ago that I loved. Um, But he also wrote Electra. But he didn't direct Electra. No, 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 no. So, but, but he, he also wrote Electra. <laughs> he also wrote he, anybody with I that should be that taken out <laughs> and uh, and forced to watch uh, several of Ben Affleck's other films. Uh, so, but he also wrote the the last X Men video game and has credit for writing the script screenplay for X Three. Now, I don't blame him for the problems I have with X Three. I because I, I really think that I do blame the director on yeah. that. I think he wasn't able to handle. Brett Ratner, let's name check him. He wasn't able to handle the quieter moments that were there in the script. Well, but you know, I, and I agree with you. But I do feel that on a script level, the bare the you know the bare bones of what was going on in X Three really tried to do a lot more than I think anybody was really capable of pulling off. Mm-hmm. When you have hints towards the mutant massacre, you have the whole you know setup of Genosha and Sentinels, and yeah, you had you Days know, of you Future have a Past. A lot of different things going on in that film, and. It just felt like, just from the standpoint of taking a stab at something, they were taking on too much before Ratner even came into play. That's true. Um, so that's where my concern is with Zach Penn is that. But do we blame him on that? Movie, well, he, or do you think it was the studio going, "We want this, we well, want that"? Be, we want well, you know, and here's, here's what scares my, me about the Paramount stuff is I blame. <laughs> like, like 
I have any power here. I but blame. I blame. <laughs> I hold Avi Arad personally. I do hold yes. Avi Arad uh, responsible. Yeah. A producer now, now a producer because he stepped down. He's not just a producer. He's not the head of Marvel Studios anymore. Yeah. But a producer who was definitely trying to position himself as Walt Disney and yes. seeing himself as this great story man. Whereas I really think he lucked out when he came in and took control of this stuff with things like the Spider-Man having Sam Raimi on Spider-Man yeah. Yeah. and which they were also dealing with the James Cameron treatment from for Spider-Man from the early 90s yes. which was you know they threw a, a lot a lot out but they kept a lot you know there was some really good stuff there mm-hmm. so they locked out they locked out in having Brian Singer but his belief that he can throw somebody in like uh well Michael Stephen Johnson on yeah. Yeah. Um, Daredevil yeah. and Tim Ghost Story. Rider yeah. uh Tim Story on Fantastic Four no yes. it's okay to say that Tim Story is a is a decent lightweight comedy director. The barbershop movies are actually really good. Yeah. Taxi, Taxi sucked, and uh, you know, it, and then Fantastic Four was like an okay children's film yeah. shot like a bad TV movie. And but it made so much money well, that it, nobody cares. And but now Tim Story is in charge of the Silver Surfer. Now people should be really outraged and frightened by that. Concerned and outraged. And here's the problem: is that it seems like there was a severe movement to backpedal. Film. Yeah. Okay. Because you have this this line where you have talent working on these films, but mm-hmm. love or hate the Hulk, Ang Lee is talent, sure. and you know you have. And who chose that talent? Avi Arad. And who you know took? Uh, they had a script before Ang Lee came in by John Turman. I'm going to yeah. name check it. Yeah. I met John. He was very angry. <laughs> he almost Hulk out himself at the con right after yeah. the yeah. summer after the the uh, Hulk opened. Yeah. And because he had pitched originally, his was the script they were going from, and then Ang Lee and his writing partner, whose name I can't remember, um, it's oh, all right. Let's let's, let's yeah, you know well, let's, let's not dwell. Yeah. Let's not dwell there. But you know that, that that's Avi made that choice and was very excited, and so he, he's definitely become an executive that I can't trust when he yeah, says yeah. this but is going to be a great I, thing. As much as I hated the Hulk movie, that <laughs> in in his position, that was a gamble. He took a risk. He yes. went and said. Hey, Ang Lee, great. I mean, if I can bring the Marvel films to that Academy Award-winning height, you know, yes. back then he wasn't an Academy Award-winning, I don't think. But, you know what yes. I mean? So that's a gamble. And you have to respect, <laughs> yeah. I respect him for that. As much Since as I'm I cross Mario on the obscure film, art film <laughs> stuff. Uh. But, you know what I mean? So looking, because, you know, as a filmmaker myself, I mean, looking at that, you respect that. You know what I mean? It's well, like, that was a risk you had to take. The movie ended up sucking. It was a disappointment. Now right. I can get your films well, at contemporary bookstores down the street, right? Um, in the, yes, in the little uh, twenty-five order. cents a minute. And, and the, and, <laughs> yes, uh, okay. That's not, I'm just checking. Okay. The, the, are they the ones in the booths? Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're also available online. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, More on life.com. That's all. Um, <laughs> after dark. No, I'm even going to go the opposite route. I I actually enjoyed the Hulk. I like. I, I'm get out. I know. I know. It's not a fanboy favorite, and it's not something. Uh, it will lose a lot of credibility on my end, but I, I'll stand by it. I like the Hulk. I will, I'm not so far removed from it to understand that people want to see the Hulk hulking out. They want to see the Hulk go on a rampage. Yes. Ang Lee wasn't interested in that. Ang Lee was interested in the psychological aspects of what made this character mm-hmm. who he was. So from that standpoint, I appreciated the film. I enjoyed it. No, but As a Hulk fanboy, I, I, I realized that Two hours into the film, watching Hulk go on a, on a rampage, you've lost your audience. Um, so you know, I, I understand that, and I and I can I can sympathize. But this retreat after the Ang Lee fiasco is what 
I, I sort of look at as being the downward trend for the Marvel films. You know, then you have because you hired a guy now who can who directed the transporter films. Yes. yes. So short on psychological depth. Yes. And yes. and long on just beating the crap out of each other, yes. which is what. But you know, is there, there? I think there's something too giving the fans what they want, want and then yeah. if the fans realize that's not what they wanted. I mean, that's the thing I think was brilliant about Brian Singer in the X films mm -hmm. was he gave the film the fans what they didn't know they wanted. And, yes. you know, he yes. and Tom DeSanto in particular on the first film, considering that they had their budget cut and their, and their time cut mm -hmm. on that schedule, that they delivered something that... Yes, but at the same time, Singer also tried to do that with Superman Returns. Thank and you for that segue. Oh, Indeed, well, actually, we're going to talk, actually, speaking I, of stately films that, that may have failed and that a few of us are in the minority for liking, <laughs> Superman Returns, because the issue this week, Variety yeah, broke yeah. this story that uh, Warner Brothers is agonizing. They have spent now. Brian Singer can come over and kick my ass because I'll say he's, I mean, he spent $250 million on that film. They spent at least $150 million before that on the McGee version, yes. the Tim Burton version, yeah, the J.J. Uh, the, uh, the Abrams script, all this pre-production, all this development. So they're in the hole at least $400 million trying to relaunch the Superman franchise. Well, mysteriously in the corner on their TV network, Smallville did it. But um, that's okay. I understand they're not going to translate that to the screen, and I think Tom Welling probably wouldn't translate as well as I'd like to think he would. But uh, they're agonizing this week of, do they just walk away and say, whoops, we did another Batman and Robin with this one, or do they go forward and do another Superman film? Brian Singer saying he's willing to do that, or actually he's in his own little world right now about it, saying uh, not only is he willing to, but he's already got the plan, they're already okay they're already, with it, they're, they're all already doing it, and Warner Brothers is, is not. They're, they're, they're backpedaling. And Steve's just looming over here. Uh, <laughs> so I heard he was practically apologizing for it at Comic Con. That's kind of the uh, yeah. I didn't get to see that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you you didn't get into that panel either. I just heard the word of mouth that, that was he was apologizing. That was the buzz. Reiterating that he would bring Zod back for the for a second film. Were, yeah, in fact, I believe that he has uh, said that in a couple the, of public appearances. He referred to, or he actually deferred to one of the writers um, that's rumored to be working on the new Superman. What would it be? Two point five. Um, who is actually wearing a Neil before Zod t-shirt. Oh, of the Richard Donner cut that's coming out no, in no, November? No, 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 no. I'm making an aside okay. to the, you know, they call his Superman Returns 1.5. 1. 1. 1.5, so, um, 1.67. Yes. Uh, no, he's not, he's been to, saying that, yeah, he's been kind of throwing away the Superman 2 thing. And uh, when did Superman and Lois Don't, oh, don't, start. don't go there. Okay. Don't go there. That's one so reason that's, that's an interesting point. I think what you're getting at is, should they go ahead with the franchise? If, if that answer is yes, then should Brian Singer be in That's the what I'm getting at. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think that if you're gonna, I, I think that if you're gonna allow somebody to start something, um, you may as well give them a chance at it. Here's, here's <laughs> to my finish point. it. Here's my point. Here's my point, though. With X-Men, walking away from X-Men, the first film. I felt like I pretty much felt in line with what you were saying earlier. It had the moments that I didn't expect. There were enough touches that reminded me of reading some of those those classic X books. I didn't feel like it was the definitive X Men movie, but I did like what I saw. And so with X Two, I really felt that he had more of the capability of bringing everything together. 
And you, you, you make an interesting, yeah, yeah, you make so an interesting phrasing, like, which is, exactly do way. we deserve a definitive film? Yeah. And yeah. when it's when we're talking about adapting comics, and every one of us, to me, it's like, uh, it's like reading Hamlet or performing Hamlet. Every yeah. actor has their own version in their head of what Hamlet's motivation is. Yeah. In comics, is this kind of thing where everybody responds to Superman differently. I, because definitely Brian Singer, somebody whose total approach to Superman was he saw the TV show, you know, the George Reeves series, he saw the Christopher Reeve movies, and he never read a comic. Yeah. So Superman Returns is his definitive Superman. And it worked for X-Men. But, and it worked for X-Men, <laughs> but, but that's because he had Tom DeSanto, who had a complete run, and yeah. handed yeah, it to him true. and said, read all this. Watched the entire animated series. He did all that. He did go back and do his homework. And I think he did some homework. But for him, his homework on Superman was watching the things that he had already been influenced by. So that is his definitive. And the people that loved it are the people whose definitive Superman are this. I mean, it goes back to the thing with Spider-Man. Like, people who don't like the Spider-Man movies are, say, those who have come along with Spider-Man in the 90s who don't know a loser Peter Parker. They know the guy married to a supermodel. So yeah. they're upset about the fact that here's this loser getting these powers and having a difficult time with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, how bad is Peter Parker's life? And this goes back to, you know, oh, Mary Jane, we're sorry you're about to die. Uh, it's probably Civil War number four. Uh, <laughs> so, delayed. Delayed. <laughs> She's going to live another month. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yes, and the rest of us are all, you know, excited about Sandman. And, uh, yeah, and and and. and <laughs> I'm sorry, what, you're praying that Hydra will somehow look, show up? Well, there's this classic run from the 80s where Sandman and Hydra both Hydra, not Hydra. No. Not Hydra. Hydro-Man. 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 Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about Hydra, the, the group. No, That's for the Nick Fury no, no, adaptation. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Thank heavens our sound engineer, Rick, understood what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, I, I loved that. I think it was like a three-issue arc um, in which Sandman and Hydro-Man team up against Parker, and they form this gigantic sand mud, mud monster, and it's, yeah. And now we've ruined the plot of Spider-Man 4. So, <laughs> no, 4 is going to have the lizard. If they do, if they do a 4, well, they're going to have a lizard. The lizard forever. But I do want to jump back, though, to what we were discussing with Avengers, and I know that this is sort of detracting from where we've progressed, but yeah. my feeling is this. Zach Penn, uh, going back to X3, having so much thrown into that film, I'm worried that the Avengers is going to fall the same fate. I mean, I, I, honestly, there's so much going on in a group film, and if you but try I, to throw too many things in, it could be, you know, complicated. However, it's a risk that could pay off because I've been feeling that a group film needs to be made. And, and I think that has they're going done, to. Has it? Uh, well, if you well, count X Men, which is sort of reversing this, uh, Mystery Man, shush. Uh, so, um, <laughs> But it's kind of reversing what, the, what Fox is doing with the X-Men franchise yes. by now going off into the solo films with Logan. And uh, there's a young Magneto in development. Yes. And then Gail Ann Hurd lets slip. Is it Gail Ann Hurd or uh, uh, Richard Donner's wife? Ga- um, Marsha Gay Harden? Uh, no, it's not, not Marsha oh, yeah, Gay yeah, Harden yeah, at all. No. Um, um, no, Mary Kay Place. Mary yeah. Kay Place uh, <laughs> let slip this week that, uh, that they were considering an X-Men 4. Which of course, duh. Uh, since Vinnie Jones was saying, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm signed for like seven, seven uh, yeah, films, yeah, you know, like, okay, as they're going, no, this is the end of the trilogy. But anyway, it was talking about that, uh, how they're going to do a Wolverine solo film and a Young Magneto. 
then the Avengers thing is the opposite attack. You already actively got Iron Man in development, so you can take care of the Iron Man situation with John Favreau, mm-hmm. establishing who Iron Man is. Yeah. You've got uh, Edgar Wright directing uh, Ant Man. Yeah. So there you go. That's two of the founding members <laughs> now, of are the they Avengers. Still they're still they're yeah. talk, they haven't said anything specifically about the Captain America film, but he didn't show up till Avengers Four, and so let me be a geek there and say, please, he shouldn't be in the first Avengers film anyway. Um, but so you've got Iron Man, you've got Ant Man, who wasn't a founding member of the of the Avengers. You have Hulk. Once you get the Hulk two back out and reestablishing him as a mindless, you know, whatever, and uh, whoo hoo. And and then there has been talk about a Thor film yeah. in development. So yeah. so they think if they get those all out there first, and hope that Southern America doesn't realize that they're they're flocking to see a movie about a pagan god, um, you know, it, it's uh, it, I don't know how that's going to fly. Maybe if they cast you know some Southern actors, they're a famous Southern actor, I, dude, Colonel I mean, Sanders as, look, just as the way Thor. you broke it down right there, Matthew though. McConaughey. Like, oh, Matthew McConaughey is Thor. Fan- Fantastic. Yeah, if that comes true, you heard it here first, and we broke it. Mario will kill himself as a result of having said that. It's the only honorable thing to do, fanboy seppuku. So, but the way you break it down, it makes it sound like it's never going to happen. Because first, okay, if you're talking about getting all those, the Iron Man movie, that's 2008. Uh, Thor movies, you know. Well, Ant-Man's, Ant-Man's 2008, too. Yeah, so, but I mean, so we're talking, you know, we're... Ten years from now, we're going to see an Avengers well, movie. Here's, here's the thing. That's the if, frightening thing. We're talking about movies that are so far off in the yeah. future. I'm I'm hoping we live long enough to see this. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, here we're getting excited about Christopher Nolan doing The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And that's... He has to finish this film he's got with Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale now. The uh, the magician, the dueling magician's right, film. Right, right. Uh, and then I think he's going to take a little break. And I'm sure he's earned it, and then start working on on the Dark Knight. So we're talking that's not till 2008. They announced that he's also looking at going to direct a, a remake of The Prisoner. So they're talking about 2009, and I feel like this is insane for for us to be getting all hyped up and drooling over. I mean, our summer 2006 is not yet over. I mean, it's 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 staggering to a close yeah. as far as the real popcorn movies of summer. And it's, we haven't even begun getting excited about the things that are in the near future of the Christmas season. And here we are getting all worked, worked up, up about things that are, uh, you know, we already know 2007, boom, we've got a, we've got Spider-Man 3, Fantastic Four 2, or sorry, Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer. Uh, Shrek 3, which I forgot about, not that I'm really all that necessarily hyped. I mean, I'm sure There's it'll be okay. Ghost Riders in February. Well, Ghost Riders in February. Oh. I think we know by its very existence in February that we're not supposed to really well, get excited course. about it. <laughs> I have to trudge through the dread. The I'm sorry. January Ghost February. Rider is very clearly the redheaded stepchild. Yes, you do have yes, to trudge through. You're true. going to be the one. You're, you're likely to be the one reviewing Ghost Rider. Uh, so, because I foolishly committed to doing a play. Uh, so <laughs> already. So I, I love how back to my Hamlet up. thing. I, I'm, I'm back to my Hamlet thing. I'm playing Claudius. So uh, well, January is uh, open. Uh, <laughs> January is open. So perhaps if there's something really lame they want to release, then I can go see it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, please, release something lame. Uh, that's when we get all our Oscar yes. contenders. So, yeah, January. That's, that's a good Can one. Can I tell a quick little funny anecdote? Sure. Uh, as long as it's funny. Comic-Con, too. Well, it might not be funny, but... Oh, 2001, Comic-Con, uh, I believe uh, Brian Singer was out pimping X-Men, or maybe it just came out. It had just come out. I was at and, that uh, convention. Anyways, um, I had an Avengers treatment. I was trying to sell an Avengers script. 
Like, but I was young and dumb, didn't know much about the business. So. Get ready to be pissed. No. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he had written it in crayon. And so I go to, to Brian Singer. Brian Singer, real nice guy. We have a nice little chat. I try to push on my script, and he goes, no, 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 I, I can't take anything. You need to talk to that guy I saw you. There. You were that guy. Okay, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Weren't you taken off and beaten? What? I saw that. No, yeah. but he sent me over to Kevin Feige, who at the time was vice president of Marvel Studios. Yeah. So I go to Kevin Feige. Who hey. is now president of Marvel yes, Studios. He is. He's now in charge. Yeah. And I said, hey, buddy, uh, you know, brief, you know, briefly, uh, I got an Avengers script. You want to look at it? Blah, blah, blah. I write good. Yeah, and, and of course, he, you know, like he should, well, should have, he goes, here, kid. Uh, you know, I, it's never going to happen. You know, I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's Avengers thing. And he's like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Uh, the property's all, you know, everywhere else and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I would just, you know, and I had my script actually involved, you know, second tier characters that they could have, they still had the license to. But anyways, mm-hmm. so he kind of shined me off. man. Yeah. Shined me off, gave me his card, and whatever. So I think it's kind of hilarious now that a couple of years later it's, it's oh, and, and by the way, like, Six months later, Ultimates came out. You know what I mean? So it was kind of one of, like, they're the cinematic. Well, yeah, and I went through that. Actually, when Artisan originally, all the the properties that uh, Paramount now has, it was originally announced for Artisan. And where are they now? Uh, Weren't they absorbed by Lionsgate? I believe so. um, And that was one of my weird first forays in actually professional writing on the web. I wrote an article about that, and and Artisan got really mad at me. Somebody came and, and somebody emailed me and was very upset that I was dissing. I, all I was saying was that, yeah, once you get past having Thor and Captain America, because that was those were the only two really marquee properties they had. Once you get past those, you're going into Iron Fist and Ant-Man and Shang-Chi. And yeah. at this time, Spider-Man had just barely come out. So I was like, you know, who the hell really cares? And they were very upset. Well, we've got, and we've got Man-Thing. Well, look yeah. how that worked out. Yeah. But, uh, you know. <laughs> but on the flip side, look what they did with Blake. So, Which is true. It's true. So, I mean, and, it's all well, a gamble. We're looking at this, you know, through rose-colored glasses. I mean, it's, it's a golden time back. to be a fanboy. It's, it's, I mean, you, you I gotta look stop back and it's tape. easy to kind of see that, oh, well, how could they have not had the foresight to jump on something like this? But the truth is, is that it's developed the way that it is. And uh, honestly, at this point, I, I have a funny feeling that um, if we're not careful, oversaturation could end up playing a big part in the demise of some of these. You're, you're talking about the projections forward to, like, 2009, 2010 for some of these films. I'd hate to see somebody actually go through all the planning for something like an Avengers film, um, and then have it crumble underneath. Just and mm-hmm. also we were backlash. yeah well, we were talking about superhero backlash in the comics. So you're right. I mean the the net, the natural or the the movie going audience gets fickle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they could just get burnt out mm-hmm. on superhero movies and stop going. I mean, and then it's, it's time for that My Little Pony revival that yes. everybody's been talking oh. about. So. All right, uh, yeah, we man, we are we are John. This is great. I love this that we're flying. But yeah, uh, yeah. L- you know, let's table what's some. What's next on that? L- what's next on my agenda is to say that uh, I said, well, let's open the mailbag. Except we have no mailbag. We have no mail. Yes, so we do. Here's one right here. Yeah, it says pimp, pimp, pimp. Oh, bag. oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes from Judy. Um, I can't make out that last name. No, I'm sorry. You're gonna, you're making this up. I was going to uh, fake a letter. You were. Don't fake it. Fake a letter. <laughs> I do get a lot of those. Uh, I got I get emails from Nigeria. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I never put this up on the side, I got somebody complaining to me uh, about the cancellation of the Birds of Prey television series uh, mm-hmm. three years ago, which Fanboy Planet. you were producing that. I was. Apparently, yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to say I love it. But um, <laughs> for fear people will listen. Um, 
that uh, yeah, it was like three years ago, wasn't that that was canceled? Um, but so I do get odd emails like that where people are not only are they complaining about that, but, but exactly as if I was a producer. Could I persuade them to? Uh, could I persuade the WB to revive the series because I have some really good uh, ideas for episodes and I'd like to share my scripts with yes. you. Yes. Signed, Lon Lopez. It was very mysterious. Yeah. Well, actually, you got those. <laughs> awesome. The, the email does work. I still. And he, the guy couldn't. And I gotta say that he didn't spell series correctly. It was Saris. And you know, and, and so it's tip to our our writers at home. If you do want to be a professional writing, I do think that Brian Michael Bendis's success, notwithstanding, spelling does <laughs> count. <laughs> Oh, like he's <laughs> like he's listening, and if he is, Brian, I still love you. Uh, oh snap! <laughs> oh, Brian snap. No, because you know he says it all the time. Uh, you know he can't spell. No, he course. has no concept of grammar. So much for your next tea party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my next tea party with, with Brian Michael Bendis is that. But uh, other than that, you mentioned that I still to this day Titans has been pretty much out. You know, of the picture for a while now, and I still to this day get requests that I write a. Robin and uh, Starfire yeah. love episodes. So, despite our mocking this, we do encourage no, people it. to write in to Fanboy Planet. It's www.fanboyplanet.com. If you're picking this up from the site, you already know that. But if you are picking this up Tell through one friends. of the many syndications that we now have with this with this podcast, uh, that's www.fanboyplanet.com. Uh, I can be reached, Derek McCaw, at editor at fanboyplanet.com. Mario, do I have you at, uh, do I have, you don't have a I have it, but I have a, it's Mario, M-A-R-I-O, at S-B-C Global. Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, it's oh, actually. Well, uh, no wonder. Yeah, no, it's um, Banky177 at Yahoo.com. Okay, Banky177 at Yahoo.com, named after the Kevin Smith character it Jason actually, Lee played in Chasing Amy. Wow, see, so you know the cred. Yeah. Yeah, he played the, uh, and you also have the forums where people can chat it out. Absolutely, and, and, and talk and, to each other. And Lon, you know, you can email me stuff, and I'll 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 think about telling Lon. Uh, yeah. No, because I want to you know name check that again. Lon runs uh, a a I say a comedy a comedy site. I would say you've got a video sketch troupe that we yes. are sort of occasionally crossing over with, and mm -hmm. really excited about that. We're working on getting our Sunday of Comic Con uh, done in a final. Uh, a final yeah, video project. We did that, some uh, stuff that we'll, aired on your site, we'll too. We'll do some stuff, yeah. Uh, that's www.moronlife.com. That's not more on. It's moron. M-O-R-O-N-L-I-F-E.com. Because we're all a bunch of morons. We are. We are. So, uh, to wrap up, let me remind you that we are broadcasting from Fanboy Planet Comics in Santa Clara at 2725 El Camino Real Suite 105, Santa Clara, California. And you can call at 408-244-2683. This is the point in the program where I was going to let Steve run unchecked on the microphone, but uh, from that laugh, I, I, I'm really too scared to do so tonight. So I thank uh, Lon Lopez for, for joining us tonight, and I hope that he, will, keep, that he will continue joining us. Mario Anima. Uh, as a, and uh, I want to thank, and I'm using your card so I can remember how to pronounce your last name, our sound engineer tonight, Rick Brett Schneider. Did I get it right? Yes, that's I, very good. <laughs> thank you. So, <laughs> and just for the record, I'm not actually the writers behind Teen Titans, but Brent is. So. No, and Brett, <laughs> Brett, I, Rick is. Rick is the uh, writer of Teen Titans. And, uh, oh, sorry, and and no, I uh, did that not. That explains a lot. I did not write Birds of Prey, but I did. Uh, I did review several of the episodes. Hey. And, uh, the and I'm first a writer for Tight Teens. That's tight a different one. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> there we go. With that. And that's his film. All right. So. And I just ad-lib over here. And Steve just ad in the corner. And so there we go. Read Fanboy Planet. Read more on life. And in, in December, I can say, hopefully in December, read Tony Loco. Uh, so there we go. And uh, that's it. Thanks. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. See you. Oh, we'll hear you next week Fanboy. or something. We'll talk at you. All right. Bye. <laughs>